What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing this week? I'm doing all right. And, and all right is putting it nicely. Y'all are lucky y'all are getting an episode this week. I almost just said screw it, but it's to pod, baby. I love to pod and give the people what they need. How can a Batman trailer drop and you not hear from the boys? You don't hear from Lynn and Shoots. I could not let that fly. My computer's in the shop today. I have no mic. I'm looking like those TikTokers, straw hat goofy. Shout out to our guy holding the earpiece mic to my fucking mouth. I'm going to be holding this for an hour, but that's because... I have to tell y'all how I feel about the Batman. I haven't even talked to my friend about it. Like, this podcast is that conversation time, so we had to do it by by just sheer will and force and, like, figuring a way. It was either going to be this or Anchor, and I did not want to use Anchor. Yeah. So it's Ian editing this, holding it down for us, because he definitely need Ian in these times, but... Oh my goodness! I for, I forgot we potted on in my fucking profile. Like I logged onto my Skype profile. Shows you how long, like how long ago that was. We have so many cool, co- like yo, our contact list is fire. But besides that, doing I. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was definitely a big weekend that we definitely had to, and you know, shuffling dates. But we had to get in DC fandom stuff. Not only did we have the Batman trailer, we had a lot of stuff come out. Uh, some really cool first looks at some of the other movies that are becoming, you know, DC has a weekend where they're firing out some, some really hot shit. And then it comes out at the end of the weekend and Marvel's like, Oh, we got to move our stuff back. Hey, we're going to talk about a, 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 we're going to talk about that. Let's just say Kevin Feige saw some of these trailers this weekend. and was like, huh, let me Rethinking. pull this back. Let me, let me pull this back. This is not the Snyder. DC that we're dealing with. We're gonna get into it. I'm I'm ready. Like I saw that today and I was hyped. So I'm ready whenever you are. All right. Well, I'm ready to get into this. We have some cool stuff to review at the end as well. Uh, we'll be talking about visions, our final thoughts on that, uh Phantom of the Megaplex. We'll we'll just give a brief bit about. Uh what else do we have? That was about it, right? Long Halloween. Long Halloween. Yeah, because uh finally watch it for those out there who've watched it i guess that could be our halloween movie this week that and phantom of the megaplex look rough weekend this week fellas like i don't think y'all getting running back this week we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna hook y'all up next week don't worry got y'all but like i think i think long halloween counts as a halloween movie and phantom of the megaplex it has halloween in the title so i mean long halloween takes place during halloween so that works it's you know for going by christmas rules it takes place on multiple holidays, but I digress. All right, but I'm ready to get started, so let's get into it. So DC fandom, let's just start up at the top. Let's talk about it. Batman trailer drops, and I think it just lit the whole world on fire. Bombshell. Bombshell. They said, and see, I, I, it was cocky. I knew, I knew it was, it was some a sense of arrogance, a sense of we know what we have. We're gonna let the Batman be last. Like we're gonna save it for last. We got a behind the scenes sizzle. We got Matt Reeves talking with Robert Pattinson. I watched it all. I watched all the DC fandom. My girlfriend got mad at me because she was going to her, her family's house, 
And I was like, eh, I gotta stay and watch the Batman trailer. Like, I can't, I can't miss it. You don't want me on my phone. And she was like, whatever, whatever, you asshole. But boy, was all of that worth it? Mad ah, Reeves, you delivered my sir. This, this feels like we're finally getting a Batman movie. Like, no disrespect to Christian Bale. Dark Knight was carried by Heath Ledger and Aaron Eckhart. The first one was carried by Liam Neeson's Ra's al Ghul, and the last one was carried by Tom Hardy's Bane. Let's just keep it a bean. Fucking Michael Keaton shit was carried by Jack Nicholson. Val Kilmer's shit was carried by Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones. And George Clooney's shit was carried by, well, and not carried, so you see how bad it was, Arnold Schwarzenegger. So you got all of that. This feels like the Batman is going to be the best part of this fucking movie. And that's saying a lot when Paul Dano's amazing. Fucking Selena Kyle's amazing. And my goodness, I don't know if you noticed this. I texted you this. You didn't respond to me, you asshole. But I, I, I hope you answer now. Is it just me? Or do I love Colin Farrell's New York mobster Robert De Niro impersonation for Penguin? I love it. He stood out in the trailer. He's probably my favorite part. And that's saying a lot when I know Robert Pattinson's Batman is going to be the best in this. This movie, this, this movie looks fucking nuts. It looks nuts. Yeah, it's, it's funny that you mentioned how the other Batman movies were kind of villain heavy. I, you know, with this trailer, I felt like they really, really kind of put the villains up front. Um, well, it did show a lot of Robert, and so like we actually do get like the idea of what it's going to look like now, and it looks really great. And I think it's Bruce Wayne's going to be just as just as awesome. And, and, um, and see, the thing is, where there's a lot of villains in there, this feels more like the animated series. Well, where... yeah, I mean, I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying, like, I feel like they really did a good job in this trailer, being like, okay, well, here's Penguin. Oh yeah, he's, for sure, he's dope. You know, I agree with that. You, might, you may not recognize that this is Colin Farrell, but but he's you know, this hey, is, yo, he's, blow, he's blowing I, shit up. I thought so. I that, nah, bro. I was like, is that De Niro? Is that De Niro talking right there? I was like, oh, Colin, I dig it. And then fucking Andy Circus is being like, bro, you gonna kill you? I like, I love Andy Circus's outfit already. Like, and so far, Jeremy Irons, Michael Caine, because I thought Jeremy Irons has promise as an outfit, but Michael Caine was the quintessential. Although. The one that died in the uh, George Clooney one was a good Alfred. I'm liking Andy Serkis. It's fusing what I love about Michael Caine with a little bit of that Jeremy, with that little bit of that Jeremy Irons, like I'm gonna help Batman be this guy. Because Alfred had some cuts on it. Is Alfred about to have to fight? Like, is Alfred about to go fight someone? Like, I'm cool with it. Yeah, I think Andy Serkis gives you that bare knuckle boxing Alfred. He's like. The 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 um the badass is about, it's about Andy Serkis. Yeah. No, I think Andy Serkis looked, I, that was a kind of a, a question is how he would look. And I feel like it looks like he could be an the old butler, sort of, uh, you know, and then you mentioned Selena Kyle. I think she looks cool. I'm interested to see like what her role is going to be in this whole she thing. She looks like one of the best. Like I told my girlfriend, I was like, yo, don't take this any type of way. We have a list. Me and Chris have a list of like famous people that we would, that like we're okay with each other sleeping with and still be together. I was like, look, I'll take Kylie Jenner off because she doesn't like that Kylie Jenner was on my list. I was like, I'll take her off. Give me, give me Zoe Kravitz because my God, 
Beautiful, astounding. But I feel like this is going to be the first one that captures Selena Kyle, not only on the good look side, but on like who she is as Catwoman. Anne Hathaway wasn't Catwoman. Anne Hathaway just stole. Michelle Pfeiffer, people from the from that movie who are diehard Keatonists are going to say she was a good Catwoman. She was not Catwoman from the She was just the best Catwoman we've had so we've far. Had, exactly. <laughs> and Halle Berry's Halle Berry. So, like, I truly think Zoe Kravitz is going to be the best Catwoman. So, like, we're getting the best Catwoman. I think we're getting the best Batman. And, like, whatever the fuck Paul Dano's doing, because he's the... Bro, that shit looked crazy. When he said... Uh, this, this line in the trailer stuck out to me. You're black, blue, and dead all over. And he goes... And you, I was like, "Oh shit, this is Louis Ledgery. I'm digging this. Like, I'm digging this. Like the way he just said it, it was just like, wow, God, like what a fucking movie. And like, I know y'all are like, damn, y'all got this from a trailer, but like, look, fellas, look, ladies, this was a damn good trailer. I haven't even talked about the shots, the fucking shot in the hallway where they're shooting the machine guns at him. He's just walking through that bitch. Holy oh, yeah. shit, like that was crazy. No, I mean, even like the whole aesthetic, we talked about it in the first trailer where, you know, it, it almost seems like some of it shot in like sepia. It's just like super dark, noir. noir. Yeah. Like, but it felt like Blade Runner. Bro, this felt like Gotham. Like, I'm going to be honest, it felt like the anime where the, where the blue and red lights are shining off all Blade Runner and techno y. Like, Gotham is a gothic, but it's still techno y. Like, what's going on with this city? Like, it's super dark and grimy. Like, I yeah, and, that vibe. and the griminess even fell through with the uh, the bat signal. You know, you get that janky bat signal. Yeah. Because, you know, we used like, to the clean cut Nolan's ones in the past. Batman was sleek. Like, everything about Christopher Nolan's series was. Ooh, this is sleep. These buildings are sleep. Like Gotham's like Chicago skyscrapers. But like, I'll say the first one's Gotham. You felt the narrows and the griminess of the narrows, but everything post just felt like a modern day city. This feels like, yeah, titans of business are here, but like scumbags are here too. Like, ooh, the worst of the worst, grimy. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was just pretty phenomenal the way that they. And I see why they're getting spin offs. Like, just seeing Penguin, and we haven't even seen John Turturro's Falcone. I feel like Matt Reeves fleshed this world out. I get why the, why the cop, they're getting given everything a show. I get it. Like, I, seeing this trailer, I understand Gotham feels like a character where in the other Batman movies, live action, it, it never really did. Like, Snyder tried to make his Gotham feel like a character. He didn't get enough time. Nolan's Gotham's, like I said, just felt like cities. Because uh, he went to Tokyo, like Batman went. Nolan shit. No, I, I still say Nolan shit could work as like just a secret agent, and you take the Batman title away. Except in the first movie, the first ones where it's only legit, legit. But and then the and then the uh, Tim Burton Batman movies were gothic. But I didn't feel like the the city. Well, no, I'm not gonna do that. His city kind of did feel like a character because you had like the Harvey Dent and like all the other the extra shit. It kind of felt like a character, but more bombastic. Where this feels like. Man, this is an animated series come to life. Like, it felt like a comic panel. Seeing Batman and Harley Quinn, I mean, not Harley Quinn, Batman and Selena Kyle hold, hold each other in the sunlight. I was just like, ah, ah, comic fan dream. <laughs> yeah. Not everywhere. <laughs> it's amazing. No, I think it really did set the tone of what the new era of this DC universe is supposed to be. Because, it you know, made Kevin Feige push his movie back. We could talk about that now. <laughs> that trailer was so good. He said, you know what? Doctor Strange, 
we're having some, and this is a spoiler, but I don't give a fuck. It's a rumor. We're talking. This is what Bros Who Binge is for. If you don't like this, skip ahead a little bit. But in Doctor Strange, apparently Professor X Patrick Stewart or McAvoy is going to make a cameo in the multiverse. That's the rumor right now. So he's going to have all these cameos that we know. Them cameos not being a good fucking Batman movie, my G. I'm sorry. Like, them cameos well, and, aren't doing and I mean, shit. It, and if you're going to talk about that, too, you know, we can even mention that when we talk about Flash, too, because, you know, getting, you know they teased Keaton, Keaton, Batman, and the Batmobile, and the cave, and, you know, we're getting Supergirl in it, and we have two Flashes. We're, we're, so, can I mean, I like... Honest? What? That's that's the movie I'm le- like I'm the worry the most about. Like out of everything well, we saw at fandom, that's the thing that I'm like, ooh, is this gonna work? Like, well, we've talked about it before that it has the the most weight out of all of them because like Bat- Batman is restarting its own whole thing, so like it really has nothing but up to go to go from. Uh, but Flash is like everyone's already iffy on Ezra Miller. You have you're gonna you're gonna bring in the DC's multiverse now. Is this going to be a cameo? And then I I truly believe that they're setting up Keaton to be the DCEU Batman. Like, I think they're setting up Keaton to be the Batman of, like, the main verse. But but by doing that, giving us Batman Beyond, like, I have a feeling that they're doing that. Like, I feel like Matt Reeves' universe, it's going to be in the, it's going to be a multiverse. We may see Pattinson team up at some point, but I'm less and less believing that. I'm more believing Matt Reeves is going to have his own world. And, like, He's going to have, like, four movies, TV shows. We're going to get a lot of that. But, like, if this and, – and this is saying if this Flash movie doesn't work. Now, if it works, I think the Pattinson shit is possible. But right now, I, I, I like what I saw from that trilogy. Well, and also with, with, with Pattinson and with this Batman, maybe trilogy, four movies, whatever, and you're saying you're taking it from the early uh, cartoon – the cartoon was supposed to represent Batman pre-Justice League. So I feel like True. this is kind of like the whole point of... That's a good point. Re- re- ...bringing Batman back into his own universe. So I think we're going to give him some time to breathe before we refigure out... thinking about putting him in anything. Yeah, that's a good point. That is a great point because Matt Reeves did base a lot of his shit off the cartoon. And we'll talk about that. It's funny enough, but there's something we'll talk about later that he's tied to. That's Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. you know, we'll continue to talk about Flash. Like, I did think that it was kind of cool that, you know, at least they're going to have him as Barry Allen in two cases because then that kind of opens up. It's like, oh, okay, so he can be – Ezra Miller can play Barry Allen in whatever universe he wants. Yeah. So, like, that, that is something that they can play off of down the line if they wanted to. But I just don't think Ezra Miller's going to work. Like, even when he came in to, like, preview his teaser. Did like – I was like, dude, I just don't like you, man. Like, I just don't think they, I just don't even want to like see you at part, at part of this anymore. It's just like, ugh. <laughs> like, Pattinson and Selena, and like, Zoe Kravitz, see, I'm even calling her Selena. Like, oh, that's how much she does. She just gets it. They came on with so much energy. Like, we know about our back. Dude just came on, like, yeah, we've been filming. Don't have a lot filmed. Might not even have a teaser, but how y'all doing? Well, <laughs> It's funny that he said all that because, like, then literally the day after the news comes out, it's like, oh yeah, Flash done filming. And I'm like, <laughs> and and like he said all that stuff, and then he shows the thing, and I'm like, this is a lot. Like, this is a true teaser. Like, this is like you're not showing us nothing here. <laughs> like, 
like, I was like, what are you dude, talking about? Dude's just wild, bro. Like, dude is wild. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. But yeah, you're right. That is the one with the most question marks. Um, like, I felt so just so good about Fandom. And that's the one where the Discord was like, yeah, Lynn, I don't know. And I was like, yeah, y'all might be right. I don't know about that one. Because Black Adam? Let me give it to The Rock, man. The Rock got some, baby. Let me let me give it to Dwayne. If Dwayne can pull off, see, my only my only reserve is Dwayne better not pull some shit where he's a hero at the end. Like he can save people, but he's still got to be an evil fucker at the end. Like because we have to get him in versus Zachary Levi, and I just don't know if The Rock's ready to be a full villain. We're gonna see. Like he he electrocuted that dude straight up. But it was a grave robber. There's some like intricacies there, but he did kill him straight up. No mercy. So like, hopefully he maintains that. And if he does, boy, Pierce Brosnan is Dr. Fate. I'm loving, just in his British accent, just sitting there like, Dr. Fate. I was loving it. I was loving all of that shit. Yeah, I think the side pieces of Black Adam are what making, is what making me equally as excited than what The Rock's going to be doing. Because like, you know, it's just they made what we thought would be an interesting. I like why make a Black Adam movie, blah blah blah. And then, but you bring in Hawkman, you bring in Doctor Fate. Like you know, now you're starting to like really expand on the universe with characters that we've never seen be touched it before. Works. It's smart too because The Rock's like, okay, y'all have continuity issues, but I'm a person that can live forever. My character. Hawkman is a person that can be reincarnated into multiple people. So you can always use Aldrich Hodge if you want, or you don't have to. It dep- it's whatever you choose. Pierce Brosnan, as long as he has the, ha- the helmet on, can be there forever. So it's very smart that they're like, okay, let's go back to the Justice Society. And then if it works, bring him to Shazam and maybe bring these other characters to Shazam. It's really possible. The only ones who's kind of screwed is Noah Centino and Cyclone. But, you know, c'est la vie. Like, you know, thank you for your service for He's lucky to be there. See you later. Like, we only care about Aldous Hodge and fucking Pierce Brosnan. Like, let's be real. So I think it's very smart that how The Rock did this. I have to give him credit just seeing how this unfolded. I believe this this movie's going to work. When it comes with, like, the movies and, like, who... You know, obviously Batman was on top. I think Black Adam came in second. Like, I think I like the hype came in for Black Adam. I think it's you know you take that movie serious now and uh, roll right into it. But you know, on the other end of Black Adam, you also have Shazam. We got I can't a little say bit this of Shazam. third, but it was cool. I can't say it was third because we go, we gonna talk about what James Gunn did when we jumped. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just I'm actually even just talking movies though. Okay, yeah, yeah. It was it, oh movie wise, yeah, it's third. Yeah, sure. movie wise, the third. I mean, I think that it's gonna look. They just got good people involved in it. I mean, it's I, gonna you know, be a solid movie. It's not gonna be bad. Is, is, which is was the same as Shazam One. I mean, Shazam One is a solid movie. It wasn't bad. Like, I just don't think anyone's gonna be coming out of Shazam and being like, "Yeah, that was shit." I, All I think I'm ready was, for is Shazam to give me a solid movie and for that end credit to see Dwayne the Rock Johnson in that end credit. That's all I really want. And, you know, I'm wondering when they're going to be saying that Shazam and Black Adam movie is happening because it's got to be soon because that kid's getting old. Bro, when he walks out, someone watched, like, because I don't ever watch YouTubers' thoughts on, like, shit like this. But for this time, because we didn't pod right when we were supposed to, I was like, fuck it, let me watch. Because I want to listen to some, to see how the other people feel. But I only watched, like, 
the Shazam shit and the Black Adam shit. I didn't watch nothing on the Batman because I had to keep my takes original. But someone said, I forget who it was. They were like, whoa, when that kid walked out, he looked like Brandon Ruth. Like, I thought that was Brandon Ruth. CGI down. Like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> I was like, no, it's Asher. It's Asher, whatever. Dude, that kid grew up, bro. That kid's like gotta be in high school now. But shit, Jack Dylan Glazier was just doing a heroin show. Like, what are we, what are we fucking talking yeah. about on HBO Max? Like, <laughs> yeah, and I'm wondering, like, what the other character is like. Are they both gonna be uh, going after that girl? Oh yeah, which was I don't know what I don't know who Rachel Ziegler is, and they still never said. But I, I guess I didn't bother to look it up. So like, the only thing I saw with her for that made she's me talking think to that, Jack Dylan Glazier. Exactly. So I, I'm making it, th- in my opinion, I'm either like, she's either going to get involved in some way or she's going to be the love interest. And that may like have Asher and Jack Dylan Glazer, like have a rift. I don't know. Me. But like, she's going to be in there somehow doing something. Yeah. But uh, we got to first look at Aquaman, whatever. Hey, say la vie. Like, I, this is uh, another one where like, even more so, like, I guess I can't say more so than with The Flash because I am worried about The Flash. I'm not really worried about Aquaman. I really don't care about Aquaman, if I'm being honest. Like, kind of sucks. Like, the only thing I'm looking forward to seeing is Yahya Abdul-Mahin. And, of course, I love Jason Momoa. And who knows? After seeing Dune, my hype for him may rise more because Dune's out this Friday. But uh, It's not really that I'm not hyped for who's in it. I'm just not really hyped for the character. Yeah, that's a better thing. It's not the actors, it's the characters. Because, like, I'm just I love like, whatever. I love Patrick Wilson. I love Yaya. I just don't like this Aquaman shit right now, especially since, like, Aquaman works better in the league standards. And, like, I, I don't thought ever getting this that. Momoa shined the most as Aquaman in Zack Snyder's cut. Vision, of, yeah. James Wan, I don't know if captured the. The Aquaman that Zack Snyder was going for, Hook Hand. Okay, yeah. But, um, but then, true. like, I feel like I feel like James Wan wanted typical blonde-haired Aquaman, where that's not Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa is this warrior Hook Hand Aquaman, warrior, yeah. bro. This Samoan like, like it's just badassery. So you know. Um, and then the last move, bit of movie stuff is Wonder Woman three is happening, which we knew it was gonna. Happen. Who gives a fuck? Like, like, can I be real with like DC right now? I'm all in on Matt Reeves. I'm all in on Black Adam. If we can find a way to get these other people in with these with the people that I'm excited about, then I'm all in. But if we're gonna just keep giving Diana movies and Arthur movies, you can keep them shits because like. I don't want them shits no more. Patty Jenkins didn't even look hype making that because she knew that last movie was a flop. Like she, Linda, Carter, <laughs> Linda Carter was just like hyping this up, like, ooh, I don't know if there's a Wonder Woman 3. Patty Jenkins like, shut up, bitch. <laughs> Patty Jenkins is like, I'm working on Star Wars now. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much, bro. Like, I'll give you that. Like, that's a fact. And that's no disrespect to Patty, because like she's made a great film, but it's just like. If your Wonder Woman character right now is on the back burner, quote unquote, like I get it. Like to me, the mainstays at DC right now is whatever the fuck James Gunn wants to do, whatever the fuck The Rock wants to do, and whatever the fuck Matt Reeves wants to do. And I feel like that's where we're going. And then HBO Max is giving people who want to see other characters their characters, i.e. Batgirl movie, i.e. Static Shock movie, i.e. Zatanna movie, all those like side stories. And then I feel like those side stories are more likely to collide with Flash if Flash is successful. Because it was announced today that J.K. Simmons is the Gordon 
of Batgirl. Yeah, yeah. And they also had another uh, casting in there, but I forgot. They didn't say who was. he was. It was a guy. Yeah. I just, they didn't say who he was, though. Um, the other thing on Batgirl that I just mentioned, the directors reveal that Batgirl will wear her traditional cowl uh, rather than a mask and will definitely have red hair. Nice. Cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, we, there was a little bit about Blue Beetle, but they didn't, nothing that was really nothing that was probably worth talking about. Uh, and static, same with Static Shock. We just, just know that, that they're happening officially, officially now. Yeah. Uh, going to TV will save Peacemaker. Uh, let, you know, just some quick things. Young Justice is back. That's part of my movie on the rise. Yeah. We're, let me let y'all know. Catch up on episode one, two. Schubert and I are reviewing that starting next week. We just didn't have time to watch it this week mostly me just be sure to start watching it because we will be reviewing it next week a lot of shit on the docket a lot of shit um in that same vein you got harley quinn coming back i'm excited for that they're really digging into the to like her and uh in ivy's relationship i thought they were gonna shy away from it but i should have known like the harley quinn yeah. creators are very ambitious in what they're doing so that shit's awesome good for them yeah um titan and doom patrol back for season four whatever I don't They're know Doom how Patrol, I feel about that. Like, shout out to the Doom Patrol fans out there. Y'all have a kick-ass show. But, bro, I, I don't know how much longer we're, we're going to be reviewing Titans on this. Like, if you want to, I'm down. But, like, we're about to do that season-ending review. Brennan Thwaites is going to have to come on the podcast for us to keep reviewing this show. Yo, for real. Hey, let me shout out our guy on heels. Like, he fucks with us. Let me shout out to him. I'm trying to get him on the podcast. Let me shout him out. Hold on. The dude who played the uh, the luchador on heels, man. Yeah. Shout him out, man. Robbie Ramos, bro. Check shout out to you, Robbie Ramos. I love what you're doing on the dropping podcast. Come through the dropping character podcast. Come through on Bros. Who Binge. Rock with you. Yeah, we'll talk heels. Yeah, um, we but... like we're so in on heels. Give us season two, Robbie. Make it happen, bro. Shout out to our guy, um, Steve DeVille. Uh, other TV stuff, Sandman. Give a first look. We talked about nice. it uh, in an earlier podcast, anyway. It's looking good. I'm excited for that. Yeah, Gwendolyn um, Christie looks just like she's supposed to. Uh, real quick on DMZ, executive producers Ava DuVernay and Robert Patino provided their first look. Uh, the four-part limited series will debut on HBO Max. Takes place in a future where America is caught up in a civil war. <laughs> um, and then and then they talk about it. Zoe uh, Rosario Dawson playing the lead. I don't really know enough about this to really talk about it, but. Whatever. It's gonna be on HBO Max, so we'll see. I'm I'm upset they didn't talk anything about that Gotham TV show, but I guess we're waiting on Batman. Yeah, they gotta let Batman drop. Matt Reeves is keeping that close to the vest. I'm shocked he talked about something that we have to talk about in a little bit. Uh, yeah, let's. Um, oh, you want to do that now, or is there anything else? Oh, Aquaman first I think look. That's it. TV show. We talked about Aquaman. Okay. Cool. I'm about to, yeah. Oh, um, like fuck that. Pennyworth. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Pennyworth is coming to HBO Max now for its third season after it was on uh what Epics. Epics nice. And, it should have been there all along. And so the first two seasons are gonna be coming uh early next year. No word on season three's premiere date, just that's gonna be on on there. Wondering if they are gonna try and tie that in to Matt Reeves Batman. Because you know, Honestly, we don't have enough about Alfred's backstory. They could use what's been happening in Pennyworth, and it seems like if this... I don't know enough about the series, but I'm assuming that Alfred's badass. And, you know, the only I think Andy issue Serkis is can... they introduced Lucius Fox in either the last season or this. They're starting to introduce too many bad characters. Like, I'm I'm with you, because I said... I, 
like I, I think I, I mentioned that like earlier about how Circus reminds me of that type of Pennyworth, and I'm with you. It's just like in season three, they better stop. They have to keep it like I, I think they might have showed Thomas Wayne too. Not saying because I don't well, know Thomas if Matt, Wayne. He, he works for Thomas Wayne in the series. Okay, see, I don't know if we've seen the Thomas in Wayne of Matt Reeves unless he's younger. If he's younger, then fuck it. Let let Thomas Wayne be whoever Matt Reeves chooses, and you can do that. I just. I just hope they didn't hog tie themselves too much. Yeah, like to my understanding, I, and of course we'll get a better understanding when the series is the HBO Max. But it's like Tom, he starts working for Thomas Wayne in London, yeah, and like the young Thomas Wayne, like yeah, you know, probably before even with Martha Wayne. I could, yeah, I think I think you're right about that. I do. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that could work. I'm if it's, yeah, if we want to rock with that, hey, I'm down. Um. So yeah, before we get into the Peacemaker. We'll, we'll talk. Let's talk about Cape Crusader. So pretty Fire. much, the big thing that happened with Cape Crusader is that they said, "Oh yeah, so we we inspired the, the Batman was inspired by that 1990 series, and now this series is gonna be inspired by the current Batman going on." So I think that's pretty dope. We're gonna get an entire animated series based loosely on Battinson, and like, but still in the same animation style as the early like the classic mm-hmm. series is basically based on that early series in Battinson but how Battinson strips it away it's very year one they said like like early years Batman like crazy they're doing super noir J.J. Abrams Matt Reeves is working on this with Bruce Tim. like let's fucking go let's fucking go like this shit is gonna be so epic and they said we're keeping it adult like i was shocked is this gonna play late nights on cartoon network because it's coming on cartoon network i think it might be on tsunami if this is a tsunami show bro throw my hands up like let's fucking go yeah give the kitties teen titans go give them aquaman shit give them young justice this cape crusader this cape crusader show it's for us us. yeah this is gonna be pretty crazy that they're gonna make an adult well, not I wouldn't say an adult anime because I don't really. Think I don't think there's gonna be sex, and I don't. And there will be blood, but it's gonna be know, adult-ish. It's, it's gonna not be adult-ish. Titans. Yeah, it's, and it's not even Teen Titans or Justice League Unlimited or anything like that. It's, I think it's gonna be even more of a stronger tone than that. I agree. I agree. But that's super exciting. Like I thought, you know, we didn't know enough about Cape Crusader going in, and now coming out, it's like one of the more anticipated things. I'm sold. It's like up there. Like if you ask me DC fandom ratings, the Batman's obviously number one. Black Adam. Might might be top three. uh, Cape Crusader's top four for sure. I'm more hyped about that than Black Adam. See, okay, so I go Peacemaker 2. I think you're right. Cape Crusader 3, Black Adam 4. I think you're right. I think you're right. Peacemaker's definitely two. We're there now. Let's talk about Peacemaker. Peacemaker put out their trailer. That series looks like it's going to be awesome. I mean, John Cena. Flowers on John Cena on me calling it early. Like John Cena's about to fucking blow up, bro. Well, I mean, you know, John Cena and The Rock coming into DC and making some waves. True, you're right. Oh, The Rock, you bastard! You're proving me wrong with with the fucking Black Adam shit. But shout out to John Cena, man. You're killing it out there. This character is so you and it just works seeing robert patrick probably is his racist dad like (laughs) his dad might not even be racist but i hope he is i just got those vibes like of course peacemaker's dad would be a little racy yeah i can see him being like having those old school american values maybe be a little racy 
a little racy, a little sexist, just like your traditional 50s man. Pretty much, pretty much. He's so. got an eagle. Like, I love Vigilante. And eagle's like, now Vigilante's him. eyes are working for me. You remember that was my only complaint? Love it. Love the side characters. Like, this shit looks great. He's about to fight some dude named Judo Master. That was the dude in all green. Some people thought it was arm fall off boy Nathan Fillion from Suicide Squad. James Gunn just said, no, that's Judo Master. Funny enough, their costume just looks similar because he, he didn't want to use red and yellow because red, yellow, and blue because Peacemaker has enough of that and so does Vigilante. So he just made it very different colors from them, i.e. the green that we see. But it's not on Fall Off Boy. It's Judo Master who we saw in the trailer. So just wanted to let the people know that. But yeah, like you said, the second most exciting thing out of DC fandom is probably that Peacemaker stuff. And we get in January. Be, we're right there. Also, think about this. Let one me of the first things it. we're getting. I feel like Feige realized that like January from January to whenever the Batman drops is DC's time. Like, and then May. until May, and like from January to May is DC's time to shine. From Peacemaker to to the Batman. Like, if you notice, Hawkeye ends in December. Usually they're like, okay, once a show ends, there's either a Star Wars show or a Marvel show to follow it. There's nothing from there's nothing in that DC span. Everything is pushed back. They know yeah. that James Gunn and Matt Reeves have a fucking hit on their hands. Like, DC fans, be excited. Marvel wouldn't have pushed that back if that shit was ass. Real quick, when, when is the Batman dropping? March 22nd or March 4th, one of the two. I think it's... Oh, it, it, but, but it is March? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, March 4th. Yeah, that, that's exactly why they moved it back. Because there ain't no way that Doctor Strange... Was being Batman's, back no. Batman's third week, I think Batman would still be climbing box office so exactly. like this batman's gonna kill in the box office so they're like okay let's move back to may yeah yep. so like yeah march 4th Schubert, not the 22nd march 4th yeah so you know uh that kind of wraps up everything we were talking about with fandom um talking about that marvel delay schedule dr strange going back from march to may which was thor's spot so thor's moving to july 8th black panther is going to move to november from july uh the marvels is postponed to early 2023 ant-man bumped to july 28th from february 17th 2023 big big pushback there um and also indiana jones getting pushed back to the from the summer of 2022 to the summer of 2023 they moved from black i'm telling you right now indiana jones ain't happening (laughs) no way harrison ford is gonna is gonna be like we're working on borrowed time for that. Like, there's just no way that an Indiana Jones movie coming out in 2023, that's not happening. They said, fuck, fuck. They said, look, Indiana Jones, you can't compete with The Rock's Black Adam. Chris Pratt, Thor, will let you compete with Black Adam. They said, Indiana Jones, is too, it's too spicy for you, Harrison. But you see Thor, with, with woman Thor, they're like, we got us one! Yeah. That, that honestly might be uh, the That's winner of the slate. Um, but we'll we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens with with all those Marvel movies come, moving forward. Uh, the one trailer we had, besides all the stuff with DC fandom, was the Tender Bar, which is the Ben Affleck, uh, Doc Brown from Back to the Future. I can't remember. His, it's Christopher something. I can't remember his name right now. And uh, Ty Sheridan. There and uh, Lily Rabe, who's from uh, The Undoing, 
they're all in this movie. Lily Ray plays the mother Ty Sh- of, of Ty Sheridan, and it's gonna be like a little bit of Ty Sheridan's childhood, and then his adulthood of him, like pretty much a coming of age story. Ben Affleck plays like his his uncle father figure, um, kind of like you know he has no true father figure in his life, and he wants to be a writer. And Ben Affleck and his grandfather Chris and Christopher Lloyd are like this this kid's father figure moving into finding love and building on his career it's an amazon prime movie that this is going to be your typical coming of age yep all right that's what's up uh so, so moving into some of the stories mel gibson we got two mel gibson stories the first is that he's going to star in john wick the continental at stars uh gibson will play a new character named cormac that's exciting nice. that is like I, I look, I know Mel, Mel Gibson is dicey. Problematic, like, yeah. He's problematic, but look, I'm gonna be honest. I like seeing Mel Gibson and shit. He's a good actor. Like, so I'm sorry. Like, I understand he's problematic. Like, shouldn't like Mel Gibson, but he's a good actor and like he fits the continental world. So like that's gonna be hype. Yeah, I think he fits that. Uh stars, you know, we just talked about how much we like heels. So we have some faith that stars is gonna play the good. And I'm liking BMF right now, man. I know we're not talking about it, but that's just yeah. great. Um, next story, we got Ted Lasso's Brett Goldstein, Bill Lawrence reuniting with Jason Segel on an Apple series, comedy series called Shrinking. Uh, Segel is going to be the star. All the names I mentioned will be writers. Segel um, is going to be a grieving therapist who starts to break the rules with his clients and, and tell them exactly what he thinks. Ignoring his training and ethics, he finds himself making huge tumultuous, tumultuous changes to people's lives, including his own. Apple's ordered 10 episodes of the series. I think, you know, knowing this that this is big. a true, true comedy, this is going to be Jason Siegel being like, you know, depressed guy he was and forgetting Sarah Marshall just being like, it's bad. yeah, dude, you need to fucking get over your shit and just go and do it already. And just like, I think it's going to be, and with, you know, some of the people from like Brett Goldstein, I think he's starting to see some of the stuff that's going on at Ted Lasso in their writing room bringing it into here and i think it's going to be one of those series like ted lasso where it's funny but it also has a lot of heart so that you know i trust apple and and what they're trying to do here so i think it'd be pretty cool yeah i'm with you on that uh the story of nba champ serge Ibaka is set to be turned into an animated kid series after the la clippers center struck a deal with studio 71 the show is called overcoming and will showcase some of the greatest athletes in the world and the biggest and their biggest challenges of their lives outside of sports. Each episode will center on a different individual and the conflicts they have dealt with and the adversity they have faced during their rise to success, whether it's prejudice, poverty, disability, or health issues. The first episode will tell how Ibaka overcame a tough childhood in Africa, including his father being imprisoned in the Second Congo War to become an NBA champion with the Raptors. Hey, this is a good concept for Serge. Serge about to get the bag. This is actually, this this might do well for him. Like, I can see this being... Like a big kid show. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really cool show for people like Serge Baca to tell their story and have it be animated makes it a lot easier to, to do certain things within that realm. So it should be pretty cool. Wondering Serge where it's really going to land to be seen. That's the thing. Serge Baca said, Y'all NBA players getting too much money out here for these TV shows. I got ideas. Let me get some money. Yeah. Uh, so Sony Pictures had acquired No Hard Feelings, an R rated comedy package with Jennifer Lawrence starring. Along with Lawrence, the film will be directed by Gene Stupinski, a writer and co-executive producer of The Office. 
No Hard Feelings would be Stupinsky's follow-up to the 19 coming of age ensemble comedy Good Boys, which we really enjoyed. True. Uh, no Hard Feelings is set in Montauk, New York, a Hamlin on the east of Long Island. The package is billed as an R-rated comedy in the vein of 1983 Tom Cruise film Risky Business and the 2011 Cameron Diaz movie Bad Teacher, which, in which Stupinsky served as the executive producer and writer on. Okay, so imagine. I was about to say, what has this dude do, done? Is he just attached to the office? But like, I like Good Boys. I really like Bad Teacher, and I like Risky Business. If this this could be big for J Law, I think it's cool that Jennifer Lawrence is starting to make a resurgence and back into Hollywood and doing some things that we wouldn't have expected her to do because she was kind of the blockbuster machine, then the Oscar that, machine. Yeah, now. I was going to say then the Oscar. Doing some. Now she's going to be doing some comedy stuff. I think that'd be pretty cool. This is kind of the Meryl Streep road, kind of. Like, doing some comedies, then she's going to jump back into Oscars, probably. Even though Meryl was never really a blockbuster star, it was a bunch of dramas, Oscars, then a little comedy, then a little rom-com bag, then it was just like, I'm going to do whatever I want. I think her blockbuster would be Mamma Mia. Or Devil Wears Prada. Uh, it's, not, it's not a blockbuster. Well, I'm talking about series, I guess. Because, oh, okay. like, I'm considering, like, I'm, I'm assuming I'm assuming Daryl Ward Prada made over a hundred million. Like I can say it that. did. It did. Yeah. Uh, Common, he's joined the uh, the cast of the Wool, the Underground the Society show we've talked about before. <laughs> that's gonna that has Tim Robbins, Rebecca Ferguson. Oh, yeah, this is actually David good show. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it could be a good show on Apple TV, but now Common's joined the group, so yeah, oh, question sucks. marks can be raised. <laughs> No, I'm just fucking with you, Common. You're a good actor, bro. Just, <laughs> just that that movie where you started as the next basketball player, trash. <laughs> I wasn't loving basketball. No, that's not. Don't don't disrespect loving basketball. Loving basketball is a good fucking movie, you asshole. I know <laughs> what you're talking about, man. <laughs> I know. Fuck. Let me look. It's with fucking Queen Latifah too. Yeah, 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 yeah. This movie's trash. Just right. <laughs> that's it. Shit's ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, moving right along. Mel Gibson, uh, he's back in the in uh in our slate of news today. He's gonna be in a movie called Hot Seat, a thriller that he'll star in, and the production will begin in November in New Mexico. In Hot Seat, an ex-hacker is forced to break into a high-level banking institution by an anonymous man who planted a bomb under his chair at his office. Gibson plays the man who must try and penetrate the booby trap building to get to the young man, well, to get the young man off the hot seat. James Cullen Bresnack will direct. See, so, I don't know if I'm with Mel Gibson being a leading man. Like, I don't know if I'm with Mel Gibson being a leading man. Like, I'm cool with him being a supporter, but I don't know if I'm going to watch a Mel Gibson-led film. <laughs> Not today. Mel Gibson's diehard. <laughs> Good for old Mel. <laughs> this is going to be one of your straight to DVDs. Like this dude's the dude's directing has never really done anything before. Exactly. This, this feels like all the makings of like some really bad Netflix movie or some bad Jason Segal type Jason Statham. Like you said, straight to DVD. That's exactly yeah. what it sounds like. Uh, so Matthew Michael Matthews is set, and he was the guy who directed Love and Monsters. The with Dylan O'Brien, which I actually thought was a pretty well shot, well directed film. Now, whether or not it's you know a masterpiece is to be is to be determined. But he's now set to direct Disney's Merlin, an adaptation of T. A. Barron's novel series, where King Arthur's wizardry mentor is at the center of the story. 
Ridley Scott was supposed to direct this, but scheduling conflicts. So the sources say the film is still in early development with Disney's live action team. Based on the Baron books, the series follows the origin story of a young Merlin who would go on to become the mentor of the classic literary character King Arthur. They did a Merlin, they did a Merlin miniseries on Sci-Fi slash NBC, and it was pretty good. This, you know, take, taking this and making it a a film and for Disney could really elevate it. Like I said, I really liked Love and Monsters with with Michael Matthews directing. So I think this could be really good. It just, I would be interested if this kind of sets up like King Arthur verse within Disney, where we, you know, I really I, did. You ever watch Sword in the Stone? Yeah, pretty good Disney cartoon. So I'm saying, yeah. like, you know, lead that up to making maybe making a Sword in the Stone movie. That's a good point. Look, it just depends on how good this is, because like I can see this going one of two ways. Like if it's good. Or this could be like Sorcerer's Apprentice with like Jay and fucking Nick Nicholas Cage. Like oh, that movie's not that bad. It's not like I like it, but you know what I mean when I say it could be like that movie. That movie is laughed at. Like me and you like it because it's from our era, but like, bro, I'm not watching that movie today. You could not yep. pay me to watch that movie, and that's something we're gonna talk about when we talk about Phantom of the Megaplex. The, I didn't the Merlin how easy that movie was. The Merlin miniseries I was referencing to earlier very much felt like. I wouldn't. I won't say Game of Thrones because it wasn't like that, but it felt like a medieval movie. Like, is that a it, Netflix it, show? It, it was on Netflix for a time, but it wasn't a Netflix show. It was CW, Sci-Fi, NBC. Like, I oh, think NBC I think had I it for a while, it. and Sci-Fi had it for a while, and it was a pretty good series. And it definitely felt like it was medieval. All senses medieval. So I'm thinking, like, you know, in Michael Matthews' Love and Monsters, Dylan O'Brien is pretty much going over. It's it's almost like Lord of the Rings where you are on a journey. Okay. And so I feel like, you know, if he kind of takes some of that elements and put it into this and like almost make it Lord of the Ringsy, It can like be good. Could no, it could go one of two ways. That's why I'm with you. Like, I hope it's like that. Next story we got is AGC Studios and Lionsgate have teamed on an espionage thriller series, Grey, based on the original concept idea of best-selling novelist David Baldassi. Patricia Clarkson and Nathalie Emanuel from Game of Thrones are attached to Star and Grey. Clarkson will play CIA spy Cornelia Grey, who is coming in from the cold after 20 years in hiding, dodging the government agents who suspected her of being a traitor. She returns to her old life as it is discovered that there is a new mole within her old spy network, putting her and her network in jeopardy. Grey is written by John McLaughlin, who wrote Black Swan, and will be directed by Ruby Nada. Nice. This could be cool. This could be cool. Yeah, you know, just another espionage-ish movie. Yeah, another little, well, TV show. A TV show, yeah. Uh, AGC Studios has been part of some pretty all right films. I have to look it up to to say the actual ones, but it is kind of worth it, just so you know who like who's actually behind this. All right. Well, yeah. Like, like look that uh, up. They did. Um, Voyagers that which we haven't seen yet, which was about those horny kids in space. Oh, the voyeurs. Or no, no, no. I'm talking about Voyagers. Oh, the horny kids in space. I thought you were talking about the the fuck. I know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I got you. Um, Midway, the the war movie, uh, Queen Pins. Nice. I like. Isn't Queen Pins new? Yeah, I think so. 
It, it's, it's with Kristen Bell. I hear that movie's pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Queen Pins is with Kristen Bell on Paramount Plus. Yeah. So they're kind of a, a newer studio bringing some stuff out. So this could be all right. Yeah. But I think it's worth giving a shot if once we get down to it. Uh, wherever it shows up, I don't know. Obviously, they're putting stuff on Paramount Plus, they're putting stuff out on Netflix, putting stuff out in theaters. So we'll see. Yeah, hopefully it's good. Uh, the White Lotus is going to bring back Jennifer Coolidge for season two. Awesome. I thought her character was pretty funny. Yes, I'm all for the White Lotus being great. Um, and from one show that we liked getting a season two to one show we did not like not getting a season two is Why the Last Man. Why the Last Man canceled at FX. Weeks when I saw that, I was like, ooh, Shuba was right. This shit was trash. Yeah, showrunner Eliza Clark hopes that Why the Last Man will be able to continue its run on a different network. Um, but if if FX and Hulu doesn't want you, you ain't getting a good one. So, that shit's trash, bro. Good luck. I think I think they're just upset because like they, I, from what that article sounded like is like they think that they got canceled because people couldn't get behind the concept of like the women led society, and it wasn't that. It was just like the show itself just was stupid, and like some of the people stuff like Anthony still. What are they talking about? Exactly. For me, it was just like some of the shock value stuff early on. I was just like, it was just a little too much for me. And then like the storyline, just I couldn't follow it. I was just like, I'm just not into this. It just was boring to me. It just wasn't as interesting as the comic. Yeah. Um. So anyway, that brings us into movie on the rise. Nice big week this week. Is your ass going to movies this week? Because like I've been watching movies. Like, I tell the people about James Bond. I don't know if I told them about it last week. Go watch James Bond. It's great. Might drop a review soon. Are you going to see Dune? No, I'm seeing Dune on Sunday, yeah. All right. Lit, Sunday we'll be before able, we do this, yeah. Lit, we'll be able to review it. Nice, because I'm going to see Dune Friday night. Oh, well, this is Movie on the Rise where we review one, where we, not where we review, where we let you know one movie or TV show that's coming out this week that we think you should watch that uh, that is either out new this week, like I said, or it's been on for a little bit, and I might as well go. I got Dune Friday. I'm, I'm going to be in theaters right after I get off of doing Friday Night Light football. Literally, I'm leaving ESPN, going straight to the theaters with my fucking ESPN homie. Shout out to Norman Charlie. Charlie listens to this show. Shout out to my guy, Charlie. Um, probably going to be doing some James Bond videos with him soon because he loves that shit. But uh, yeah, going to be going watching Dune and excited to talk to your ass about it. I, I, is this, is, are you going to the theaters or you watch this on HBO Max, pussy? Oh, I didn't even realize it was on HBO Max. I'm going to the theater. Nice! Let's go get you back in the Sunday theater. Sunday matinee. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I went to see Shang Chi. Oh yeah, you did. You did. You did. And, oh yeah. No, you saw Black Widow on the plane. Okay. So yeah, get you back in theaters and review, dude. I'm ex- I'm so excited for this fucking movie. It's um. I, yeah, I also have Dune, but other than that, we talked about Young Justice. We're gonna be checking out. We'll review it next week. And I didn't mention this before because I didn't know if it was gonna be worth it, anything. But I watched the first four episodes. If I know. Or I know what you did last summer. I did. I told Curse to watch it today. She didn't. Is it good? It's better than Panic. It's way better than Panic. Like it's you know it's similar in a lot of ways, but like they give you some twists and turns where you're like ooh, and then like they they did some things where I was like oh I think it's gonna go this way, and then it goes a different way, and now like I get to the end of episode four, I'm like fuck, I need to know. Real. I don't know. Maybe I just like that stupid ass shit, but like um, I was into to that show 
That's what's up. I'm going to check that out for sure. Also, Inside Job, a new adult animated series. You know, I tell you all about them all the time, about, like, conspiracy and stuff. That'll be out this Friday on Netflix. I'm trying to see if there's anything out on Netflix this week. No, I think the next Netflix week is this upcoming, like, the following week with a lot of movies. Oh, Night Teeth. Night Teeth, yeah. The drive-in movie and the girl from, Mm -hmm. uh, what's her name, from Disney? That's coming out this week. I think that might be it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that might be it. Any any like things I should be worried about with uh or be checking for in terms of uh, reality TV? Uh well, Bachelorette, yeah, that's right. Bachelorette starts Tuesday. Nice. All right, we're going to be reviewing that again. I'm hyped. Yeah, so the Bachelorette comes back. Survivors going strong. That's about it. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty much it. Oh, also, MX. I, I didn't tell y'all this before. Um, MXC is on Amazon Prime. Go watch Most Extreme Challenge if you like the or if you like America's Funniest Home Videos. This is ten times better. This is better than Wipeout. This is the original Most Extreme Challenge. I recommend this wholeheartedly. Also, if you've seen all the James Bonds, go see the new one. If you've seen all the Daniel Craig's. Please go see the new one. It closes out well. Shout out to um to uh Anna de Armas. She killed it. Wasn't in the movie long enough. She should have been in it more. Shout out to Lashana Lynch. She was great as 007. And that's not a spoiler because they told us that before the movie. Um, shout out to Daniel Craig. He did a good job. And shout out to Jeffrey Wright. He did a good job as well. Rami Malik was, eh, I'm kind of my Rami. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this, Schubert. With, with the James Bond movie showed me is my Rami Malik glasses are kind of pulled back. He's like little things, and then the new James Bond. Like the James Bond, he was all right. He was, he was. I'll say this: he was better than Christoph Waltz. But like, I don't know if he was that good of a villain, Mike. If I'm being honest, and Rami Malek hasn't had a hit really since. Like, Bohemian Rhapsody. I, yeah, since Bohemian Rhapsody, because like little things was not a hit. That was supposed to be big for him. Yeah, that was supposed to be big for Denzel too. That was supposed but, to be him and Denzel seven. It was ass. Yeah. Um, Robin Alex did good on Saturday Night Live this past weekend. I watched some of his sketch. That's kind of why I'm down on him. That shit wasn't funny. His Pete oh. sketch was not funny. I didn't see that one. I just saw a few other ones, and then I saw the Weekend Update, which was funny. Yeah. They had that Oompa Loompa on there. That was funny. The weekend Update is like the best thing Saturday Night Live has with Colin Joost and my man Michael Shea. Yeah, they had, they brought on Pete Davidson or whatever on Weekend Update, and he was really funny because yeah. I had to like address like him coming on the last time he came on Weekend Update. He was like, "Black people don't get COVID," <laughs> and now a bunch of black people have COVID. Well, I mean, he said that like right before the lockdown. No, I know. <laughs> Shout out to Michael Shane, Colin Jones. The best thing about. I uh, best thing about Colin Joe's besides fucking uh, Scarlett Johansson. How, how that guy pulled her, I'll never know. It's because here's the weekend update. She was like, I gotta give the big weekend update guy because he's funny. He like, yes, yeah. yeah, Scar Joe's used to all these hot guys hitting on her. Colin Joe's was just the right type of funny, and it was just like, let's go. It could have been John Mulaney, but it was Colin <laughs> John. It looked the same. John Mulaney. John Mulaney. Got issues of his own. John Mulaney just got out of a relation. 
This is not celeb talk. I don't even know why I know this about John Mulaney, but say la vie. He yeah, I thought he had a new girlfriend. But... Yeah, he's with Olivia Munn. He's about to have a baby. Yeah. They just, they literally, oh, yeah, 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 literally yeah. became I pregnant. I think he did talk about this. He made me talk story. about it. So, like, let's do it. John Mulaney gets out of rehab and then just goes straight to date Olivia Munn and then has a baby. Yeah. Dude was making some rash decisions. That's going to be a good comedy special. <laughs> That's not. We should not laugh at his pain. Like that's some surreal pain that man went through. Uh, all right. Well, um, let's get into some of the reviews. Uh, let's let's just go through and talk about Phantom and the Megaplex real quick because it's just a little Disney thing. Cheesier than I thought. Than I remembered. Like the beginning's uber cheesy. What when he talks about all the different people? Yeah. Uh, I thought that was so Disney Channel. It was yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I just remember this movie being like good for the twist and the mystery, but like the lead up just it was hard for me to get back into it. But once I got into it, it's what I remember. Great mystery story. Yeah. But you I was see it song, comes a mile away. away. So, like you yeah, see yeah. It about I, the old man. I I like when I was going through it again, like I thought I read a spoiler that it was like uh wait, what do you mean that? Because it's the boss, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, and I read that it was like uh, Movie Mason or whatever. And so, I, like, the whole time I was rewatching, I was like, oh, yeah, so it's Movie Mason, right? And then, like, it gets to the end, and I was like, oh, it wasn't? But, like, Movie Mason did do something. Yeah, yeah, he did something. Like, he... Hold on, bro. Because now you got me questioning if I'm wrong. No, you're right. You know, you're right that it was the, it was the boss. But, like, that was what I'm saying. Like, I've read, read something that... Where they like, oh yeah, movie Mason is the Phantom. I'm like, oh, so I was surprised at the end. Oh yeah, movie Mason explains to Brian that he never once believed in the Phantom of the Megaplex. Yeah, okay, yeah, it was Niedermeyer. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah. So I mean, I think it's it's a fine Disney Channel movie. No, Niedermeyer's the boss. Niedermeyer's the boss. Is Sean? Honestly, uh, the rewatches that we did between that and Halloween Town, I enjoyed that watching that more than I enjoyed watching Halloween Town. I, th- I really do think it was Halloween Town 2 was the one that we liked. I'm telling you, I'm I 100% Calabar's Revenge, man, where it's Calabar's son going after Marnie, and then you got the redhead goblin dude that's like, should be with Marnie. That's that's the good one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess we should talk about what now? Long Halloween or shoot, what was the other thing? Uh, Long Halloween or oh, Visions? I mean, I don't really have much to say more about Vision. I think the other day when we said, like, we loved how spinoffs could happen from Visions, like, I feel like we covered it really in that. Like, I could see spinoffs more of the duel. I could see spinoffs more of the twins. Like, I, like you didn't like the twins, but I did. Um, yeah, that? I didn't really like the twins. I liked it. I thought the twins was, was good. I liked the animation of it, which kind of hooked me in. Let me look at the titles of the others so I can tell you all the other um, spinoffs could happen with. Akiri was good. But anyway, I mean, it was just all right. But like, I guess the the elder was really good with the Padawan and like the the old Sith. Like that was pretty fire. Yeah, that was. Um, and then the Village Bride was pretty good. I don't know if, how much you could expand on the Village Bride, but I kind of like that as the story it was. I did like the Village Bride, and that that is something that I was interested. Like you said, the elder. I like the Ninth Jedi. I thought the Ninth Jedi could have been ex- extended as well. That was the one that we were talking about, where the Ninth Jedi is 
going to be like oh, just okay, called it a yeah, pilot true, episode. True, true, true. You're right. You're right. You're right. Also, um, I don't think Lopin Ocho could be extended. Yeah, I think we said all the ones that could be. Yeah, Lopin Ocho was fine. Like, I, I don't know. That's just a lot of people liked it more up. than I did. Oh, you uh, think I like it more than you did? Well, I mean, no, I'm saying like a lot of people liked Lop and Ocho. Lop and Ocho is basically just Wolf and Cub, man. Like that's a, basically an yeah. anime already where a, a man is traveling around with a young boy, and like their nope. their assistants. Well, this one is lowest, an animal and her and her compadre who's a girl. The lowest rated one was Tatooine Rhapsody, which like I actually thought as a one off little that. thing, I thought it was pretty cool. I, I'm gonna say this. I actually like Tatooine Rhapsody. I thought Tob One was the worst one. The drill. yeah, it was pretty bad. Like even bad. though he's a Jedi, I thought that shit was trash. It was just like pointless, in mm-hmm. my opinion. I was just like, well, eh, I don't really want to see more of that. But like Tatooine Rhapsody, I was like, I, I kind of want to know more about like this dude's story about how he's a Jedi or whatever, and like, and now they're a band, and like I thought that was pretty cool. I thought I, 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 I can't I lie. I enjoyed it as well. See, like that, I'm glad oh, you did because, like, that really did surprise me when I watched it. I was like, oh, I'm going to hate this. And I got to the end, I was like, oh, that's pretty You know, that's, I thought that one and the droid one were going to be the worst. And that one actually surprised me. Yeah. With the little chibi animation. Yeah. So, you know, say la vie, shout out to Star Wars Visions. Disney Plus is now making anime. So, you know. Yeah, they, they actually, that was something I was debating on putting in the notes. I just didn't really understand, like, the, what the story was. I, I don't either. It's just like they're just starting to make anime and until something else gets announced. I'll let you know when it's worth talking about, but, like... Yeah, because, like, I didn't understand if it was, if it was like, only going to be in Disney Plus in Korea and Japan, or was it going to be in America? I think it's going to be everywhere, but I think certain movies... Okay, so Disney Plus is getting anime movies, but I, those are exclusive to Japan and Korea, but they're also making anime because I think Funimation, between Funimation, Crunchyroll, and HBO Max have the licenses for those other movies or Amniplex. Someone in America probably has the license for those movies. That's why Disney Plus is only having it for Japan and Korea, but they are making new anime for the world. So that's all all right. All right, but uh, yeah, I guess we can talk about Long Halloween now. You should probably spearhead that because I watched that like a month ago. It was good. Like, you know, it was, it felt like I, I, I saw a lot of people who read the comic who are diehards of the comic were upset that that's one of my favorite comics. But I, I'll say this. It was not as bad to me as The Killing Joke. Like, I could get behind the Long Halloween, the animated movie. Like, I understand it's not the best DC animated movie and like part one, I think part one might've been a little bit better than part two. I thought so. Yeah. Like part two, when they start doing, getting into like the, um, the, the, um, the, uh, um, poison Ivy shit and like the shit with Harvey Dent, I think that's when they get go off the rails. But part one as like a mystery mob movie was really good. And it, if after watching that, that didn't show you where the Batman's gonna go. I don't know what will, because Falcone's in that movie, like Catwoman's in that movie, like Matt Reeves' movie is Long Halloween mixed with Batman the Animated Series. Like I'm just letting y'all know. And watching the movie reaffirmed it for me. Like he's going around to these different people, he's trying to solve a killer, 
The only thing is we know the killer is going to be the Riddler, but he's going around solving different murders, going to different villains to see what do they know, like he did in Long Halloween, going to Penguin, going to all these different people trying to figure it out. I mean, that's what it's going to be. It's just that this movie, they had Joker as one of the mainstays in part one. Part two's not worth talking about. Part one's the best. Like, that Poison Ivy shit threw it off the rails. Yeah, man. Long Halloween part two just wasn't, yeah, like you said, not even worth talking about. Part one was good, but I think really what you gather from that is like what you said, leading into what everything we talked about at the beginning of this podcast with the Batman and the excitement built around that, you know. We're about to get some real good animated Batman content with uh, Cape Crusader, so I'm more excited about that. And one thing we didn't talk about with all that was the uh, Injustice movie. Um, but at this point, I'm just like, I'd rather just play the game. Oh, oh but the video game stuff was kind of cool. They had that Suicide Squad video game that looked pretty cool. That Gotham game Knights looks cool. See, I just wish I could see the gameplay for it. Because, like, yeah. the Suicide Squad one, I would buy tonight without seeing the gameplay just because that shit looks awesome. If they're, the Suicide Squad's fighting the Justice League. How are they going to win? Like, I'm interested in that. I just need to see the gameplay to make sure it's decent. With Gotham Knights, that's a different studio than the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad game is made by the same people that made the Arkham game. So I'm okay with oh, that. Nice. I think they'll give us a good game. The Gotham Knights one's made by a different studio. So I, I really want to see the gameplay for that. Yeah, yeah, but we're, we're not a video game. Games. Not a video game pod. I, honestly, I don't even ever play a bunch of those video games. But I would, if I had, you know, Arkham, I'd play one of those Arkham games. Hey, play. I'm playing. I'm buying that game. I play select video games. I still play fighters to whip niggas' ass who listen to this show. Shout out to you guys out there. If you have that new Demon Slayer, I'm gonna whip your fucking ass. And then, then I play 2K to whip people's ass. And then I play solo player games. Like I don't, I don't, I'm not a big shooter person anymore. Because like, unless I can get with a bunch of people, then I don't really want to play shooters. Like I'm more of give me God of War, give me story modes that I can play by myself late at night. Like that's what I'm. That, that's the type. There of was game. a time. There was a time where I was playing Warzone with Charles, but then I got real bad. I was real bad at that. So I, I, I got tried, bro. Charles is really good at Warzone. I tried, man. I tried to play with Charles. I tried to play with my friend JJ. Like I tried. Just not for me. No one wants to play just normal uh, deathmatch anymore. <laughs> Everybody wants yeah. these damn battle royales. Like, I'm good at deathmatch. I'm not good at fucking battle royales. I'll even play Kill Confirm, Capture the Flag. Like, let's play those types of games. Why do I have to build? Why do I have to gather my goods? No, give me my ammo. Give me my guns. Like, let me go. Now, Warzone, I was better at than Fortnite because I can do all that building stuff. And like... just ass. And my and I was a camper in all those Call of Duties prior to anyway because I, I anytime we do that capture the flags, I was always defending, I was always sniping. But that shit's awesome! Like, like can you beat the defenders? Like there was all like nah, that shit to me capture the flag in those old school kill confirm games. Those games took more skill to me than the battle royales. And I know the battle royale community is gonna be like, no, no. I'm telling you, if you, the battle royale people just camp, they get three good people, they get all their weapons, get all their loadout, kill enough people to get enough stuff, get their loadouts, and they camp for the rest of the match while slowly inching forward to where the shit closes it on. Like, fuck that shit. Yeah, that's what I would do. 
We sound like we're uh, yeah. talking about this like that. Like I'm gonna tell you, that's the first time on a pod where I was like, um, I sound like a, a old person where I'm like, uh, these damn kids and their video games, these damn kids and their battle royales. I will say that, that you know the whole idea of when Fortnite came in, mixing like Minecraft with you in know DC. shooter. That 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 was genius. They just did do like, like the, each new movie they're doing. Like like Timothy Chalamet's playing with himself. Pause. <laughs> On Dune, like he his character on Dune is in Fortnite. Like you can go to Arrakis. That shit's crazy. Yeah, like you go to Gotham if you want. Shit's nuts. But yeah, so that wraps things up for this week's Bros Who Binge. Next week we'll have a really good episode. We'll have you know the beginnings of Young Justice. We'll have Dune. So those are gonna be some fun conversations. Hey, I think this was a solid episode, even though our quality's kind of shit. But you know, c'est la vie. We get that. Like we had to do DC fandom this week. That shit was ill. Yeah, DC fandom definitely drove us home this week because they just put out some really cool stuff. It makes us really excited for what's to come next year, especially starting off with Peacemaker. So. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Lyndon, what's going on with the Bros Who Think Network? So this is going to be a weird week. We still got the match. I can't put up any of the promo because I don't have none of the fucking content on me on my girlfriend's computer. But pitch it this Sunday. Pete's taking on Dan Exclaims this Sunday. Pete's taking on Dan Exclaims. My computer will be back by then. The stream's probably going to be a lot better because my computer's going to be a lot stronger. So be on the lookout for that. That shit's going to be ill. Sunday, October 24th. Peter from What Do You Say Anime is taking on Dan Exclaims. And uh, I'm pretty sure we'll do a Bros Who Think podcast only audio that'll drop when Bros Who Binge normally drops on Thursday on its new date on Thursday. But be sure to follow the Bros Who Think Network on TikTok. Bros Who Binge will be getting on TikTok soon enough. I got to get Schubert on so we can start doing movie content on there because there's a movie Twitter and I mean a movie TikTok. So uh, we'll we'll make one and you'll be able to hear like our movie thoughts and whatnot on, on TikTok soon enough. But go follow the Bros Who Think on TikTok, making some content on there. But other than that, I'd say subscribe to the YouTube, but more so subscribe to audio content for days like this where the YouTube is not found. But Anime Talk's killing right now on YouTube. I'll go check that out. The latest episode's great. But other than that, that's pretty much we all we got. Thank you for everybody bearing with us this week. Everything will be back to normal next week. All right. Well, yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited for things to get back to normal. And the, the match will be really cool. I'll definitely be tuning in. Um, depending on where I'm at at that point, I might be watching Dune. We'll see. True. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about that next week. Super excited about all of that. You know, I saw a trailer today on TV, you know, last night in Soho was just a couple weeks out too. So, you know, the movies are ramping up French dispatch, you know, James Bond already out. So we're getting a lot of stuff piling up and we're going to be trying our best to, to talk about it all. Um, so you can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at HUber14, uh, on Letterboxd at AdamBWT. What did I watch this week? I watched The Raven with John Cusack, where he's Edgar Allan Poe. That was kind of meh. <laughs> Why'd you watch that? Because it was on HBO Max, and I was like, and, you know, I would try and watch a movie in the morning while I'm getting ready for work or whatever. And I was like, I'll just put this on. <laughs> it, it wasn't great. Uh, <laughs> crap, I did watch something good, though. I can't remember what it was. Oh, I'll watch more of The Conjuring. I'll watch Conjuring 2. Nice. Awesome. I told I told you Conjuring 2 is better than Conjuring 1. I said that in the Conjuring 1 review. Yeah, that shit was wild. 
Yeah, that was a good one. We got to get back to our haunted week. Running back's coming back next week. I promise y'all, man. We're going to be back to normal next week. I got to figure out the polls out. I got to see who won. I think it was, I think it was fucking Psycho, maybe that one. I don't know. I'm going to check. But running back will be out next week. It's not coming out this week. I'm letting y'all know now. It's a video right. podcast. I think shit ain't happening. Well, we'll we'll keep up everyone up to date on Twitter. I'm gonna have to know later than Friday. We'll be Friday. like I'm telling y'all, we'll be good. We'll like be good next week. The order All right, well, two to five days. We'll look out for everything that we got coming the rest of this week and also into next week when we bring back running back and all that. But we still have a Bros Who Think pod that's coming out this week, and you gotta check that out. And um, I hope everyone out, yeah, I hope everyone out there gets out and watch some good stuff. You know, remember Bachelorette, Young Justice. I know what you did last summer is, you know, it's Amazon. Let give it a try. Check it out. Uh, and um, like I said, I hope everyone out there has a great week. Catch us next week. And as always, keep binging.